Atwell from the goal line. Stumbles, turf monster, ball out. And a... Oh, here's a block. Blocked off the foot of Dixon, and Dixon now kicks it. Well, that's coming. Yes, both of those clips happened in the same game. It was a great, crazy game last night. I didn't watch it, like, live. I watched a lot of the highlights after. I was watching Squid Game. I'm sorry. Fire show, by the way. That was insane. That was an insane show. I really liked it. I cannot wait, and I hope there is a season two. But last night's game was interesting. Geno Smith got some touches, which was weird. Russell Wilson got hurt. Daryl Henderson was hurt a lot. But we'll cover that more once I get to the NFL. Uh, welcome to episode 5 of the Sports Raid, hosted by Cole Thompson. We got a lot on tap today. I'm going to cover the MLB wild card round and preview the divisional round. The narcotics issue going on in sports right now, including the 18 NBA players, that, uh, former NBA players arrested yesterday. College football preview and predictions. Urban Meyer situation. My MVP rankings. The NFL preview. And any other sports news there is. This is the Sports Raid. Let's start off with the narcotics thing because I don't know why that is sticking out to me so much, but it is. So if you didn't know, on Tuesday, the Washington football team's, team's facility got raided. Their trainer was accused of, and I think he actually admitted to it as well, of giving injured players illegal narcotics when they're hurt to help them heal faster and help them relieve the pain. If you also didn't know, there was a former pitcher of the Washington, uh, not Washington, um, Los Angeles Angels named Tyler Skaggs who overdosed two years ago from narcotics given to him by his trainer. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights goalie, I forget his name. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, he came out and said that there are multiple teams in the NHL, including the Philadelphia Flyers, that are doing the exact same thing. That are not uh, letting players get surgeries, that are making them take, that are having them take narcotics instead of healing. It's bad. It's really bad right now. Uh, Carey Price actually last year was probably the best goalie in the NHL. Helped leave the Canadians to Stanley Cup. Basically willed them there. He's stepping away from hockey to help with uh, player mental health issues and stuff like that because it's getting so bad. There's a player on the Buffalo Sabres uh, who wants to get a, sh a, a surgery, but if he does, he's going to miss a, a, like a whole year, or he can do some other surgery, and he'll be back in three months, but he was not going to be able to use the, his arm by the time he dies. His arm is going gonna, is gonna to slowly, uh, the ability to use his arm is going to decrease as time goes on. The this is what I'm talking about. And I'll tell you what, all 124 professional uh, major four sports franchises are guilty of this narcotics thing. 100%. No question in my mind. This is why they need to let the players smoke weed. I'm not saying it's going to stop it, because it probably won't, but it's going to limit it. Even though, for some reason, even we though weed has been proven to help with physical and mental pain, people still like have this like will not legalize it and and will not allow it. The NBA took a step in the right direction this year by not uh testing for it. They're taking a step in the right direction. But also when you have people dying because they're taking uh illegal untraceable narcotics because your trainers are giving it to them, you got to do something. 
the simple solution is to let the player smoke weed until you can find an alternate process. Nobody's ever died because of weed. Nobody. Nobody has ever died because they were smoking weed. People have died because of laced weed, but nobody's died because of weed. What's the issue? What's the holdup? 18 NBA players arrested yesterday for, uh, this is, it's slightly, I don't know if it's related, it's a similar topic, it's similar though, 18 NBA players arrested yesterday for um, fraudulent uh, health, uh, committing fraud on their health insurance. Some of the names included Glenn Davis, Shannon Brown, and Tony Allen. They were part of a health uh, care scam. That's not good. That's not good. You're talking about now. None of them were like superstars, but it's a lot of the a lot of like your second tier third uh, second tier players have been arrested. That's not good. Glenn Davis, Shannon Brown, Tony Allen, uh, Sebastian Telfair. This isn't good. The, the full list is... I got it. Terrence Williams, Alan Anderson, Anthony Allen, Shannon Brown, William Bynum, Ronald Glenn Big Baby... What? Davis. His first name is Ronald? What the hell? I, did, I thought it was just Glenn. I did not know it was Ronald. Christopher Douglas Roberts, Melvin Ellie. Jamario, uh, oh, geez. Jamario Moon, Darius Miles, Darius Miles, Milton Policio, Ruben Patterson, Eddie Robinson, Gregory Smith, Sebastian Telefair, Charles Watson Jr., Antoine Wright, and Anthony Roten. They're facing conspiracy to commit health care and wire fraud. Wow. They, it was probably about $4 million that they, they got from the NBA because of it. Well, the L NBA's health and welfare benefit plan. I don't know the details of it yet. We don't know the details on why. Like, what they did, but that's interesting. But this, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to end up connecting somehow to this narcotics thing. Have something to do with that. I wouldn't be shocked. This is going to become a big scandal. This is going to become one of the biggest scandals in sports. I think this might be the biggest scandal. In, this is going to end up being the biggest scandal in sports since the Astros. Speaking of the Astros, they looked good last night. I told you the Astros. I picked the Astros to win the World Series. And they did not disappoint last night. Or I guess it wasn't last night. I guess it was yesterday during the day. They play, again, they play today around 2. So around the time you're seeing this, they'll be on if you want to catch the game. Yeah, the LA playoffs, they play with some weird times, bro, but they they put I mean they put up six runs on ten hits. I and they just pitched the ball well too. Until uh, McCullough got pulled, they they looked unstoppable. Six and two innings, four hits, four strikeouts, no walks. They just look complete. I think all but like two guys got hits. Three guys. Didn't get hits, and, and uh, only two guys didn't get on base. But they look good. 
You know who didn't look good? And I will be the first to say this. Garrett Cole. And I was talking about playoff Garrett Cole. Playoff Garrett Cole is something different. Didn't look like it on uh, Tuesday. He looked bad. He looked bad. I think, I know, I do think that there was something wrong with his arm, his shoulder. But, because he pulled himself from the game in the second inning, and it wasn't like there was like seven runs on the board. It was like 2 nothing, and he's like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. They ended up losing uh, six to two to the Yankee or to the Red Sox. Red Sox got smacked last night, though. Watch this play. This is my, this is this is one of the most hyped plays in baseball. That's some guys hot. Rode them. There goes Rosarena. He steals home. Randy Rosarino stealing home. I love when players steal home. It gets me so hyped. I do it all the time in the show and it never works. I remember when Jacoby Ellsbury stole home. It's like, it's almost as fun as an unassisted triple play. I had to throw this one in there, I'm sorry. 2-2, two, two. the runners go. Line drive, caught by Brunlett. He makes the tag. It's a triple play, and the ball game is over. An unassisted triple play to end the ball game. Unbelievable. It's just awesome, but yeah, the Red Sox, they, they hit the ball. That's the weird thing. Nine hits, it, like, they had a lot of hits. They just didn't have a lot of runners. Alex I had no runs. But Kyle Schwarber looked great again. Bogarts looked great again. Verduga looked okay. Randy Rosarino. Oh! Wander Franco also got, got on base. Is he still at that on base streak? I want to see that. Oh, it's over. Dang. That sucks. But they're in a good spot. I, I said to raise Astros in the, um, yeah, I think I said raise Astros. Or I might say the Yankees. No, I said raise. I said raise. I said raise Astros uh, in the ALCS. I said Giants, Brewers, or Dodgers, Brewers, ALCS. Dodgers and, Brewer, uh, Dodgers and Brewers, I think, play tonight. Or they play tomorrow, but I believe it's tonight. I think everybody, nope, they play don't know they do play today. They do play today. But all, f everybody plays today. Uh, 2 o'clock, we got the Astros versus the White Sox. Uh, I think the Astros, like I said, take care of Measley. They're going to win tonight. Uh, 4.30, Brewers, Braves. I think the Brewers take care of the Braves easily. They're going to win tonight. Red Sox, Rays. I think the Rays win this one. I don't think they take care of them easily, though. I wouldn't be shocked if the Red Sox win a game or two next, uh, the next, over the next three games. Excuse me. Dodgers, Giants, probably. This one's a coin flip. I'm going to take the Dodgers in game one. I said Dodgers one, Giants two, Dodgers three and four. That's what I said. But it's it should be interesting. A lot of good games, uh, especially the later two. I don't know about the first two. I mean, for me, because I picked the Astros. So. Uh, 
The Astros are looking pretty. Yeah, the Astros look pretty good. Rays look good. I'm excited to see the Dodgers, see how they look. The Brewers, see how they look. Uh, I mean, it's weird though because I feel like the two the two MVPs, Bryce Harper and Shohei Otani, aren't gonna make the playoffs. Then I mean they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, but I mean I don't I don't think the Braves really stand a chance. I just think whoever won that NL East was getting smacked in the first round. Stay in the state of Georgia though. Let's switch over to college football and get a college football preview going in with this week's Big Eight. The Big Eight is what I'm officially calling. I'm going to pick the eight biggest college football games of the week and I'm going to tell you who's going to win and I'm going to review them just because there's like a million college football games. So that can get to be a lot. This week, we will start off with Georgia Auburn. I mean, come on. Can I really pick against Georgia? No, they have the best defense in the country. It's impossible to pick against them. They're probably the second, they're a top two team in the country. You can't pick against, can't pick against the Bulldogs. They're, they're just looking too good. The only team I might pick against them would be, I'm gonna be honest, it would be either Penn State or Alabama. Just because I think Penn State, well, Penn State's my favorite team, and I think that they ha are the only team that has a defense close enough. Let's go over to the Red River rivalry between the Oklahoma Sooners, ranked number six, and the number 21 Texas Longhorns. I think it happens. I've been saying it. This is where Spencer Rattler is gonna fall. Give me the horns. Horns up, baby. I'm taking the Texas Longhorns to defeat the Oklahoma Sooners. I don't think Oklahoma's that good. I think Texas is definitely better. I think Texas lost to Arkansas when everyone thought Arkansas was bad and they got canned for it. And everyone realized, though, Arkansas is not horrible. And now they're ranked again. They're at one loss. They still have a shot at the playoff. A one-loss conference champion has a shot. It, like, it's, it might not happen, but they have a shot. A power five one-loss conference champion, depending on who they play. I think that this is going to be a big game for them. So I, I'm going to take Texas. The third game on the schedule for us, we have... My computer's not letting me scroll down. Uh, the third game on the schedule is going to be... Sorry, my computer's acting up. It's not letting me scroll down. Four o'clock kickoff. As the Penn State Nittany Lions, ranked number four, travel to Iowa Hawkeyes, ranked number three. This is the game of the week. This might be the game of the year. If you like scoring, do not watch this game. There probably won't be a lot of it. And let's be honest, we know who I'm taking. We are. Give me Penn State to win, and I generally do think that. I think Penn State has better defense. I think Penn State probably has a better offense too. They probably have, they definitely have the best receiver in the country. They're gonna, I think they're gonna win. I think this is the year that Penn State makes the playoff. I don't think Ohio State's as good. I don't think uh, Michigan's gonna, is that good. I don't think Michigan State's, I think Michigan State seems pretty scary, but this is the year that they have the, they have the resume that they need, all they have to do is win. Which is a lot to can be a lot to ask, but they can do it. Give me the uh, Penn State and the Lions. Next we go 
to an SEC showdown between 17th ranked Ole Miss and 13th ranked Arkansas. This is going to be a good one again. I think Matt Corral bounce back, bounces back and shows why he's the best quarterback in the country, even though he knows he has an outside chance of winning the Heisman. So give me the Rebels to, to take down uh, the Razorbacks. Like I said, Arkansas, they had a good, they had a good run. It's over. Your time is done. Ole Miss wins. That was number four. Game number five will be the number 14 Notre Dame Fighting Irish taking on the unranked Virginia Tech Hokies. I don't know who I'm going to pick yet. It's a toss-up. Notre Dame did not look good last week. But Virginia Tech is unranked and they haven't looked great at times. This is tough. You know what? Give me... Give me the Fighting Irish. I think they bounce back. I think Jack Cohn goes out and plays a pretty good game. And I think they bounce back. I think they know they need to bounce back. They're embarrassed after getting beat by uh, a mid-major school or a group of five school. So I think, yeah, I think they'll definitely go out there and bounce back. Next up, number game number five is the number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide taking on the unranked Texas A&M Aggies. Texas A&M has looked pitiful the last two weeks, and they're going to continue. Alabama is going to run them out of their own stadium. I, I don't even want to talk about this game anymore. It's not going to be close. Give me the Crimson Tide. Next up, game six. We have number five LSU, or sorry, unranked LSU taking on number 16, Kentucky. And you know I'm not betting against my boy Will Levis. I am taking the Wildcats to take down the Tigers. They're favorites, and I think Kentucky has a better shot of beating Georgia than Florida does. I think they're better than Florida. Not only because they beat them, but just in general. They are better than Florida. And I think, they're, I think they have a shot of taking down Georgia. I'm not going to pick them over Georgia unless I see something different. But they have a shot. Give me the Wildcats. Game number seven is... Which one was it? I'm looking for it. Ah, it's disappeared. Oh. Number 11, Michigan State Spartans taking on the unranked Rutgers Scarlet Knights. This is a good one again. Rutgers has played two teams tough. They got, they got smoked last week by Ohio State, but they've played some teams tough this year. I think they'll give them a run for their money. I don't think they pull it off. Like, I, you know, as much as I'm not a fan of Michigan State, I am high on Michigan State, not only this year and their future, and their future. I'm taking the Spartans. I think, the, I think Michigan State is coached well. They've got that culture back that they needed. I'm taking the Spartans. And last but not least, well, least to me, the unranked Maryland Terrapins travel to the number seven Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State's losing one more game this year, and that's the Penn State. Give me the Buckeyes. They're starting to get their swagger back. I just don't think that they're as good as Penn State this year. Now, listen, if they beat Penn State, I won't be shocked. But I'm not picking it to happen. <sighs> I was about to say go Terrapins, but I realized I just picked Ohio State, and that wouldn't make sense. So... And that's going to wrap it up for college football. But speaking of the Buckeyes, let's talk about former Buckeye head coach Urban Meyer. I think he wants to get fired. I think he wants to get fired. 
listen, I've never heard of a coach stay back after a team's game. And I get he has grandkids and he was like, oh, I want to see the grandkids. That's all cool. But when you get caught doing that, uh, two things. I, I, you, either were do, you either were somewhere where you probably shouldn't have been or that was your granddaughter. Either way, I don't like that. And I can tell you that's probably not his granddaughter. Listen, you're your own man. You can do what you want. But when you let that stuff get out like that, when you have a wife and you're a 63-year-old and she's 20, you're old enough to be her dad, man. Come on, bro. I mean, listen. It's not like he did anything illegal. Oh, he's 57. Okay, still. It's not like he did anything illegal, so I'm not going to sit here and say, let's, like, crucify Urban Meyer, but... You've now not only embarrassed yourself, you've embarrassed your family, you've embarrassed the fo your football team, you embarrassed that girl. Like, do you see the girls? Is the girl who's in the video is having issues because of it? I don't know why he just doesn't resign. That's what's best for him. Just step down. You're you're constantly in trouble. You're not a good dude. I mean, you cut. Let's look. Let's look at your history. You had 41 players at Florida that have been arrested. You had a murderer. You had a racist. You had a kid who was stealing, constantly stealing laptops. You had another guy who had a dead body appear in his house. 41 of your players had got arrested after, by the time they left. And then you have Tim Tebow. Then you go to Ohio State. And not only do you bring the assistant coach that was beating his wife, that you've been covering up for since you were at Florida in 2008. And now you're going over to Ohio State and you were there until 2018? What is wrong with you, bro? Just step down. Let the Jaguars move on. Let Trevor Lawrence at least have a shot at a regular career. If you're going to go coach somewhere, you're not an NFL coach either. You, you're just not. It's just not the way it works. And listen, I know, I mean, I'm not an NFL coach either. I'm just some kid with a mic in front of his face. But I'm also not as stupid as you are. Jaguars still have to play a game this week. So let's go into my playoff, my not my playoff predictions, my week five. Wow. Week five NFL predictions. Wow. God. Week, jeez, man, it's week five already. Where's the time going? <laughs> uh, it's not been fun being an Eagles fan. I'll tell you that one and three is not a good, not not fun. Well, Jaguars. We'll start off with Urban Myers and the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Tennessee Titans. Not even close. I'm taking the Titans. Listen, you have been distracted all week by something else. You played pretty well against uh, the Bengals. Things are going to start turning around for you, Urban. You go and do that stupid... My grandma watches this, so I'm not going to swear, but that's stupid stuff. Broncos, Steelers. Broncos didn't look good last week, but neither did the Steelers. I like. I think if you have a... Broncos still have an elite defense against a bad Steelers offense, or struggling Steelers offense, give me the Broncos. Patriots, Texans. This is gonna be close. This is gonna be an interesting one. I think the Texans can hang around, but the Patriots looked pretty impressive last week against 
the Bucks. Give me the Patriots. Cleveland Browns, Los Angeles Chargers. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns because I still think the Cleveland Browns are a top five team in football. I think the Chargers have looked really good the last two weeks, but I don't see them win this week. Give me the Browns. This is a good one. Chiefs-Bills. I think the Chiefs, this is going to be one of the best games all year. If the, if the team I don't pick wins, I won't be shocked. This is one that I, I was a coin flip to me. I'm taking the Chiefs because I think the Bills haven't really have had a test recently, and the Chiefs have. The Chiefs have had to, sorry, I was just readjusting, uh, had to deal with a lot of some adversity this season. And man, when, those, when that offense gets going, they get going. Ravens, Colts. I am going to take the Baltimore Ravens to defeat the Colts. This is Monday Night Football. Listen, the Colts, they looked pretty decent last week, but they just, I've been over this. Them and the Vikings have two hard of schedules. It's hard for those guys to get string together some wins. Give me the Ravens. Jets, Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons only because it, I, it's hard for me to want to pick the Jets back-to-back, to, back, to see the Jets win back-to-back -back games. I love Robert Sala. I think Zach Wilson's looked pretty good, but I'm going to take the Falcons. Packers, Bengals. This is a tough one. If the Bengals win this week, I may never pick against them again. I say that, and I probably will, but it's, I'm going to consider them a contender if they win this week. Give me the Packers, though, just because Aaron Rodgers the last four weeks has looked, or three weeks, has looked amazing. Dolphins, Bucks. Listen, I don't know why people are so high on the Dolphins. Like, they still act like they're, the Dolphins are not making the playoffs this year. I said they weren't from the start of the season. Give me the Bucks. I don't think they would have made it with Tua, and I think they're definitely not going to make it with Jacoby Brissett. Raiders, Bears. It's a tough one. Listen, the only things we've seen out of Justin Fields is him jumping in the middle of a game, him getting set up for failure, and him beating up on and him playing well against the Lions. I haven't really seen much to see how good he's actually going to be. This is going to be a big test for him. The Raiders are still 3-1. I'm not picking against them. Give me the Raiders. Last night's game, I picked the Los Angeles Rams over the Seattle Seahawks. The Rams won. That was an interesting one. That was an interesting one, not, not going to lie. Uh, Geno Smith again put in there leading a 99-yard touchdown drive. Those two plays I showed you earlier, wacky as hell. Weird game. I don't know. I mean, I was watching Squid Game, so again, I didn't see it live, but a lot of weird stuff seemed to be going on in that game. Uh, see, uh, New Orleans, Washington. They, if they burn me again, I'm done picking them. I'm picking the Saints, but I'm still mad about last week. Something I wanted to bring up. I saw somebody comment this on my YouTube, on my uh, last podcast. Why did Alvin Kamara have no targets? And let me look, and I looked at it. He has 14 targets on the year. 14. He had every other year of his career, he had at least one week where he had 14 targets. And I know it's only week three, but he would get six, eight, nine targets, 10 targets a game. I think he averaged 8.7 targets a game, and he's averaging like three and a half this year. And I do think it's because the offense isn't as much of a check down offense. James Winston has a lot stronger of an arm than older Drew Brees did, but it still doesn't make sense to me on why you're not throwing the ball 
to Alvin Kamara, which he's one of, the, if not the best receiving back in the league. He's a top two receiving back in the league. The only person who might be better is Christian McCaffrey. It just doesn't make sense to me. Eagles, Panthers, I, I got to see. I got to see if I went homer mode or if I actually picked... Uh, if I actually picked to win, okay, I picked to win. I picked the Panthers. Uh, I was thinking about picking the Eagles just because I don't like picking against them, especially in a game I think they can win, but I don't think they can. Sam Darnold's looked good. I th Sam Darnold is creeping up my rankings of MVPs, which to hint what we're doing next. Lions, Vikings, I feel so bad to do this, but I'm picking the Vikings. I really want to pick the Lions again, but they burned me last week too bad. And it wasn't even close. God, I want to see them win so bad. It'll make me so happy. I'll smile. 49ers, Cardinals. I think I, you know how big I am. I think they're the best team in the league. Give me the Cardinals. Giants, Cowboys. I'm disgusted by this game. My stomach hurts. But I am going to pick the better team. I'm picking the Cowboys. Listen, the Giants got a freaky win last week. Daniel Jones is horrible. I am so tired of Siebel seeing he's the most underrated quarterback in the league. He's not. He's had 31 starts in his, or uh, through the amount of starts he's had, I think he's had 31, 31 starts. He leads the league in fumbles through that point. Also, through 31, the first 31, uh, 30 starts in his career, he is second all time in fumbles. He averages a fumble a game. He's thrown 29, 28 picks in that time frame as well. He's not good. I'm sorry. He's not good. He's okay. He's a solid backup. But he is not going to be the starter of a championship team. And if I'm wrong, I will be the first one to admit if I'm wrong. But I'm not going to be. He's not that good. He's not underrated. He's properly rated towards the bottom of the league. Is he a better quarterback than me? Absolutely. Just because there's always that one person like, well... You're sitting behind the camera, and he's in the NFL. I know. But I'm sitting here saying how the other nincompoops uh, that sit behind cameras are like, Daniel Jones is the most underrated quarterback in football. He's not. He's not. He's not that good. It's, he's on a bad team with a bad offensive line, an, an okay coach. But he's not that good. It's not, all, it's not all his fault, but he still is not that good. I'm sorry. You know who is that, who is that good though? Dak Prescott. And I know a lot of people want to see my, where I have Dak Prescott ranked in my MVP rankings. So that's why we're moving on to the next segment, Cole's MVP rankings. I'm working on graphics, by the way, for the YouTube version and stuff. MVP rankings, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to throw some honorable mentions in there. I thought long and hard about it. I knew that there was, it was going to be tough to rank these guys just because I think that there's probably seven guys that are have to be in serious consideration. Um, but... At the same time, it was hard to decide on the, especially top two are obvious. So we'll just start, we'll go in reverse order. We'll, I usually go five 
up, but I'll go the other way just because we all know who's number one, Kyler Murray. He beat Matt Stafford last week, and he looked a hell of a lot better than him. His team looked a hell of a lot better than him. He's the best quarterback on the best team right now, the best player on the best team right now. I'm taking Kyler Murray. It's not close. Number two, Matthew Stafford. I still am going to keep him up there just because, well, I'm not going to. He looked decent last night, and I would have had him up there either way. He looked good last night, but he's the quarterback on the most complete team in football. I'm taking Matt Stafford. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. And I know this comes as a shock because they're two and two and they haven't looked the same. Pat Mahomes is leading a team that's going to be 2-2 two and, two and going to make the playoffs. Let's not, let's not ignore that. With a horrible, with a bad run game, a horrible defense, he, they have to score like 40-plus points a game to have a shot. And they can do that, and they probably will. So, he's number three right now on the MVP. I don't think there's any dispute on that. He definitely should be top three. Number four... Thomas Brady, like I said, but he, uh, I think he's, I think he's still the league leader in touchdowns, but he's still only thrown two picks. Sorry, I didn't know the stats pulled up this time. He's second in the league in touchdowns. Still has only thrown two picks that, if you take, like, literally has thrown two picks that weren't his fault. Oh, no, he's four, uh, third, tied for third. Uh, he's still only thrown two picks, and they weren't his fault. He's a very good quarterback rating. His team is three and one. He's looked good in it. he's looked good in every game that they've won, or no, not every game that they've won. He didn't look great on Sunday. That's why he dropped down a spot. But you're three and one. You've looked good in three out of the four games. He became the league uh, all-time leading in passing yards. That's gonna yeah, that's gonna be looked at. He's at number four. Number five, he's not in it yet. Sorry to the Cowboys fans, it's not Dak Prescott. He's just not there yet. He's. A, I'm gonna put uh, Derek Carr. He's still the league leader. Or technically not right now. He's not the league leader in passing yards. Matt Stafford is, but he will be after this week. Unless he gets hurt, Derek Carr. His team is three and one. He's looked pretty good, other than he's had his moments that he doesn't look great. That's why he's five. But you're three and one. On a team that's not as talented as most, you're my MVP. You're a top five MVP candidate at that point. League leader in passing yards. He's going to end up taking it back to after this game because Stafford jumped him. Brady could jump him, though. Brady's only 43 yards behind him, so Brady could jump him this week. Which, that would bump Brady up, maybe. Uh, and my, uh, my honorable mentions, I have three of them. Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, uh, not Russ, uh, Russell Wilson's on the fringe for that, though, because he broke his finger, and Geno Smith led his team on a 99-yard touchdown drive. Uh, he should be back next week, but I, I'm good, I am still thinking that Dak Prescott's going to find a way in there. I think it's going to take a really bad performance for one of my top five, though, because I, Dak Prescott, it's going to be hard for them to lose their way out, especially when Dak Prescott isn't that high up on the yard list. But Derek Carr is. And that's the guy I think he jumps. I don't think he jumps the other four. I think the other four stay there all year. I think he can jump them once he's in there. But knocking one of them out, I don't see it happening. 
Uh, well, this was a little bit of a shorter podcast. Not, I kind of got through everything quickly today. Kind of had a little bit more planned out. But thank you guys for watching episode 5 of The Sports Raid, hosted by Cole Thompson. Make sure you follow me on TikTok and Instagram. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening on either Apple, Spotify, Anchor, or watching the YouTube version. You see the new backdrop. I'll be back in this spot again on Tuesday, and then I'll be back into the uh, whiteboard area uh, next week. Thank you guys for watching. See ya.